0: one must adhere strictly to policy. Ironclad are all rules and if we make exceptions there'll be insurrection. So true, it's just chock full of fallacies. I've talked before about how full of paradox the land of teaching is. And in the land of public education, where meaningful interaction is both human to human, one-on-one, and structured by bureaucracy, the paradoxes abound. There are multiple layers of policies, rules, regulations, decrees, ranging from the federal government to the individual teacher in every classroom. And there are nine layers or so of district and state and school and individual policies that influence everything from when the tardy bell rings to what students may wear to class to what color of ink students are allowed to write in and thousands of other things. Now it would be very Quixotic of me to think that any decree could solve the problems we face, and it would be foolish to say there's any particular policy that should be universally enforced. But to make the points I want to make, I want to focus particularly on one quagmire of policy and how I've dealt with it, and that is the land of late work. in the pre-COVID-19 era, I had late work figured out really clearly. And the simple answer was, there was no late work in my world. Late work did not exist. I had taught that way for so many years that every student who came into my class knew it. And those who didn't know it, rapidly learned it within a few days you turned things in on time. And if you didn't, the door closed. I did not have the time or the energy to go chasing after late work all through the semester in the names of getting the students to earn better grades. It didn't actually work and all it did is cause increased stress for me. So I abolished late work and students accepted that by and large. So here's a great example of a policy, no late work, and reasons behind it that made sense, and then exceptions to that rule. So let me walk you through, first of all, my reasoning behind the policy. I think if a teacher is going to have regulations or policies or procedures or classroom rules or anything else, you need to have thought through why you are imposing that and you need to be able to make it make sense to your students. Now, some of the policies I have had include, do not touch the whiteboard with your fingers. Makes perfect sense if you've ever had to clean whiteboards that have been written on frequently. I also believe that every essay should be turned in in Times New Roman 12-point font and double-spaced. Both of those were policies I got my students to accept and abide by, but I don't pretend that those are necessary to anyone else. Late work, I think, does apply. So, here's why I think late work should be forbidden and then Here's when and why I make exceptions to that policy. I think both the reasoning and the exceptions are essential to be considered. First, let's look at the reasoning behind the policy that I decreed and enforced. The reasoning is pretty simple. Learning matters. That's why we're here. Both the teacher and the student have invested effort to come to class prepared on any given day. And never did I want the answer to the question, what did we do yesterday? From an absent student to be, oh, nothing. I wanted there to be learning every single day. I was unremitting in my expectations that we were in class to learn, to progress, and learning accumulates, it builds day after day after day. And for a class to move forward at a pace, all the students need to be on board. Now I understand there is a range of ability and speed and success and student achievement and so forth, but if you're going to have a class discussion and you're going to have participation that comes meaningfully from everyone, everyone needs to have preparation for that discussion, all benefit. Late work is not only an individual repercussion, but it is a collective repercussion. You owe a debt to your teacher and to your classmates as well as to yourself as a student to develop habits of diligence versus sloth. Some of my most bitter grudges against teachers as as when I was a student myself, were against teachers who were unfair in their policies. Teachers who, for example, would say, this is due on Friday and we'd work hard all week and I would stay up late to get it done. And I'd come to class on Friday and be told, oh, I've decided to move the deadline to Monday. To me, that honored sloth over diligence, and it rewarded others poor choices while punishing me for exerting effort toward a goal that I thought was shared. So late work is a flouting of an expectation of a teacher and a class. You need to be committed to participating in your education on a daily basis. The second huge factor I considered in my policy on late work was the ever important issue of grades. Grades are the rationale most often used to justify the need for late work. If I don't accept late work, I am doing irremediable damage to students by letting them accidentally punch holes in an otherwise solid grade, and then letting them bleed points for the rest of the term, the grading period, and then they can never succeed because of a single mistake. Now laying aside for the moment, the entire issue of whether we serve grades or students, obviously I feel strongly that grades are a side effect, not a purpose of education, Just logistically speaking, I found this to be a fallacious argument because habits are what establish grades. A single exception to a general trend of behavior does not affect the grade. It will not allow for deathbed repentance wherein a student suddenly does phenomenal work for a few days at the end of the quarter and dramatically raises her grade That doesn't happen. Nor is it true that a dramatic failure on a minor assignment will suddenly cause a grade to plummet. Grades are dictated, any teacher will tell you, by the entire course of the term and they generally fluctuate very little. But putting that aside, I can override grades that I feel do not accurately reflect a student's growth, effort, progress and achievement. I am the arbiter of the grade book, and I have overridden grades on a regular basis when the points did not align with the education acquired by the student. So when I put together the reasons for having no late work accepted and the reasons for arguing late work should exist are really inconsequential, I believe quite firmly that late work is anathema to the goals of teaching. And I lived without it in my life forever. Well, except for when I allowed it i allowed late work most of my students would be aghast to hear that and the answer is no i did not allow it i made exceptions to the policy of not allowing it when well when individual circumstances necessitated it the paradox of policy and person often sides with policy but not always. When there is a person who is being hurt by the policy I need as the teacher to notice and then modify the policy. I remember on one occasion a particular student whom I sought out and demanded to receive late work from her because her grade and her achievement were being so damaged by her lack of getting her work in. When I met with this student in private and at length and listened to the mental strain she was under, I had a lot more empathy with where she was coming from and why. The two of us worked out a policy wherein we both were happy with what was allowed and what was expected She did not earn an A in the class, although she was one of the best writers I have ever taught, but she did earn enough credit to enable her to meet her goals to graduate. I made exceptions individually and not based on a policy, but on people who were involved. And that was all well and good until the land of COVID. I began my virtual teaching stint in the land of COVID with the no late work policy firmly intact, articulately explained to my students, and with high hopes of its having the same results as it had always had. About four or five weeks in to the first quad mester of the school year, I knew that the right thing to do was to jettison the late work policy. Why? Because my underlying assumptions were no longer true. Those underlying assumptions being that all the students received the necessary instruction to complete the work I asked of them. And all students had time and means in which to accomplish the work I had asked of them. I had always taken those for granted when I had students in my classroom for the same amount of time every day, and I knew that they could do the work that was asked. The reality was now very different. Their learning environment was not under my control at all, nor was it under their control at all, and all of our expectations needed to be adjusted It was a very painful adjustment for me, but I made it. And very interestingly, very few students in my class were dramatically impacted grade-wise by the shift in policy from no late work to there is no such thing as late work. Any work, any time is all good even after the quarter ends a handful and by a handful I mean six students had their grades dramatically impacted by that. Those six made it worth changing my policy. Yes, but I also believe that they underscore the reality that having the policy that applies to everyone is fair and important to do policy is both simple and so complex. I encourage you to have clear, articulate policies on things that matter to you and always be willing to consider when an exception is necessitated by the humans that you're trying to teach.